Facebook. Hey, y'all know dead people can't read y'all's posts, right? <laughs> Their spirits can. Oh. <laughs> the ghosts of Facebook pass. You know, you know the post I'm talking about too. It's like, Grandpa, I wish you were still here. Grandpa, I wish you were around so I could smell your farts and shit. It's like, <laughs> Grandpa can't read that. But I do wish I had Grandpa's Facebook. Welcome to Racers Alley here in the Mission, heart of the Mission. It's a beautiful day out today, and uh, for those of us uh, who are able to at least get out and work part-time or anything else to, you know, get a little distraction from being cooped up, it's nice to be out. Uh, I guess uh, Racers Alley's back, and uh, today we're going to have a few guests come in. Uh, Mr. Wade Boyd, uh, co-host, will be here soon. Uh, Milk Crate Brian as well, and uh, we may have a... Uh, Dames don't care, Miss Emily in here, uh, letting us know about uh, the great job the Danes have been doing as far as getting medical equipment around uh, the Bay Area and even farther, actually, uh, which is a very, very neat story. Uh, let's see here. We'll have maybe Hans uh, from Stockton here. I believe he's Stockton. And uh, he and Wade are... Um, builders of things i guess it's the easiest way to put it so you get those two guys together they'll build a rocket ship out of old car parts so it's always neat uh, to see what they're up to and uh, the type of things and i think right now uh, corvettes seem to be their uh fun uh fun time right now anyhow uh thank you for listening to racers alley here in uh mutiny radio in the heart of the mission uh miss pam is actually out somewhere doing something else so we don't have the pleasure of her company today uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Well, I know uh, Fun Track Days is uh, having a Laguna Seca uh, practice, uh, Fun Track Day, actually, over uh, at Laguna, which is a world-renowned track. If you've never done it, it's something that, um, you know, you have to be on it to really describe what it's like going on the uh, down the corkscrew, so to speak. Uh, the track has changed many times over, uh, over the years since it's been out there, but it's still... Uh, very, very fast and very, very challenging in a one-of-a-kind track. So fun track days will be out there, and it uh, looks like a July 3rd. Wow, you can do that and go home and barbecue. That sounds like a lot of fun. So you can always get a, a hold of them uh, at www.funtrackdays.com or uh, info at funtrackdays, F-U-N-T-R-A-C-K-D-A-Y-Z. Fun track days, D-A-Y-Z. So that's important, guys. Anyhow, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, well, uh, hopefully August uh, will be on our show uh, sooner than later. And uh, let us uh, let us know what's happening with the rest of the season. It looks like it's pretty much all Thunder Hill, uh, three-mile, three five-mile, and two-mile courses. So uh, that goes on from July through November. And uh, as far as AFM racing goes, boy, you know, that's pretty good. Pretty good question. I, I hope I hope it comes together. I haven't seen anything as far as email notes and things like that. Um, I'm still pushing. We should have a six hour endurance race, but that's just me, you know, running against a windmill because uh, no one seems to be interested, which just to me is amazing because uh, there's nothing better than an endurance race to uh get track time to get faster every lap consistently to do more than six laps which is a huge deal you know the pace of a endurance race is different the mindset is different and you got to bring it home because you got a teammate waiting to get his time out there so as far as endurance racing goes um there's no better way to actually get uh, track time uh, you get camaraderie you get like four or five people out there especially on a, on a six hour you know boy that's a few t few uh, folks that you race with all the other teams get them all together have a giant pit whole lot of fun i did the uh, earlier uh, afm uh, endurance races back in the day 
anyway, well, I'll, I'll get on my pedestal with that a little bit later as well, because uh, I can't seem to let that go. Um, boy, we'll talk about uh, racing coming up in Baja as far as the hill climb, and uh, hopefully uh, Pedro is getting together a uh, um, uh, all the... Uh, proper documents and signatures for the racers and uh, hopefully he can throw together a road race over there and i believe february i actually uh, lost the paperwork so right now i'm just going off my riddled brain but uh, anyhow uh let's see here i think milk crate will be here shortly let's listen to uh, who do we got let's see here miss aretha all right all right let's see if this works You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Think, think, think that you might go let yourself be free. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go way on, way back when. I didn't even know you, you couldn't have been too much more than tame.
Hello, this is Milk Crate Brian, and you're listening to Racer's Alley on Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Uh, we're going to cut over to our own soundtrack now while we get the rest of the show ready. Uh, don't have a super great theme like we did last time with the smog stuff, but we've got a lot of tracks, mostly from the uh, early 90s, uh, mid to late 80s, lots of alternative stuff. We'll be hearing a bit from the Smashing Pumpkins, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, all of that stuff that those 90s kids grew up in love. Anyway, we'll be back in about 10 or 15 minutes with some talk. You're listening to Racer's Alley on Mutiny Radio. Thanks, Bill Crate. Right on, right on.
Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that was good timing. I was just going to shut them off anyway. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, that was uh, Silver Sun Pickups or something like that. Early 90s band or 2000, I think uh, Milk Crate was saying. Yar. Anyways, welcome back to uh, Racer's Alley here in the heart of the mission. Uh, Mutiny Radio's our, our ship. And uh, yeah, Pam has been uh, running uh, kind of light shows on Fridays and Saturday evenings and uh, doing a street show. So um yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, at least some people are having fun walking by during this quarantine and uh, seeing a little live acts out front. Uh, we did get a little ticket uh, from a local neighbor, so we can't use the word uh, fuck shit and all that type of stuff anymore. we got to kind of keep it PG, but that's okay as long as you can still have the show, which is kind of a funny story. Anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, right now Tokyo Moto's still open, so uh, I'm working there. I'm, at least I'm out of the house. Uh, we're basically there from 9 to 2, Tuesdays through Thursdays, and we can always make uh, arrangements if a need be. And um, what's really neat is um, there's a few folks out there that are open still. Uh, uh, hours are different. Um, let's see here. Um, I believe uh, CC Rider Toe is still open. Uh, Cycle Toe is still running. They're uh, getting bikes in everywhere. Uh, Monkey Moto School is still running around. Uh, he's doing... Uh, uh, individual uh, riding lessons, as you know. Uh, Law Tigers, if you get in any trouble, just give them a holler, and uh, hopefully they'll get you out of it. So uh, at least it's nice to know that uh, some of the folks are out there. And um, I need to call Chris, because I got three sets of leathers that need some uh, some uh, sprucing up, uh, especially uh, Mexico and stuff coming up here soon. Got to have our leathers back together. Anyways, uh, I believe he's around, and he works in a place uh, where he can always just take your orders, come pick the stuff up. You don't have to actually, you know, go anywhere uh, to, uh, you know, expose or whatever. And he'll t get your leathers together for the next time you do fun track days, or hopefully AFM will be back out again uh, running soon. Uh, haven't heard any news on that yet, but uh, we're all keeping our fingers crossed. So, so as far as uh, you know, businesses go, that's what's going on and uh, you know just talking about that uh let's see here uh wade was just mentioning uh well uh <laughs> moto tire guy so here we go when are you open wade uh -oh. <laughs> i got him off hand off here there Swapping tires, um, you can uh, bring in a wheel or a set of wheels, or you bring your bike in, and I take them off, bounce them, switch them, put them back on, and away you go, off into the sunset. Sure. Right on, and I'm hoping we're getting this because my mic thing is a little funny, but we're going to ask that question again in a little bit when I figure that out. But uh, yeah, so uh, Moto Tire Guy, are you there? Uh, basically, uh, try that one. How's that work? That works awesome. Right on. So okay. repeat what you just said, because whatever mic station you're at is dead. Okay. Anyhow, a motor tire guy, I'm, I'm the new motor tire guy, and I'm running usually from 4 o'clock on in the evenings um, during the week. I'm about to stop doing Thursdays, because I'm supposed to be here, um, and s mostly Saturdays, um, 11 o'clock on, and on could be basically till I'm done 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock at night sometimes it doesn't really matter 
I go to the restaurant after that. Nice. Uh, and, of course, uh, I was just mentioning everything that's open right now. And, Wade, congratulations on Motor Tire Guy. And uh, let's just keep that place on chugging and uh, talking about keeping on chugging. Berliner, Berliner. Berliner, Berliner. She's working so hard. Unbelievable how much work you can I do thought. or whatever. And polishing, she's trying to make it, you know, it's a gold nugget. It's, it's really starting to shine. Um, she works 24-7, basically. Sometimes well, she doesn't business. come home. and uh, It's getting better and better. She's doing specials. Anyhow, she's open at the moment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from, I think it's 12 or so to 5, something like that, 6 or so on um, Saturdays. She's about to do Friday if the place world really opens up again she'll goes back into the yeah, seven days friday in san francisco hopefully they'll ease up on uh, on some uh, restrictions as far as restaurants and stuff yeah and, uh, can they go inside at the moment we got a, a chain across the door and nobody's allowed inside well it sounds like we need to put a parklet out there and uh, get some well, benches and tables uh, that uh, she was uh, she put some one day it was raining she put an easy up out it was dynamite and then she put some chairs out it was dynamite and then uh, after it raining, how she had the chairs out there for the elderly people and stuff, and whoever wants to sit down. <laughs> nice. And somebody in the city supposedly came by and says, "You can't do that." Yeah. But that, that was last week, and they're changing the rules. And now there's new rules to where people can you can put something outside, but it sounds like you need a giant barrier to pull that off. So for a for a temporary thing, it's all but impossible for a small business. I think there's two people in here who can probably build a rocket ship out of car parts, so she be able to weld together a barrier. Yeah, something, yeah. something fun like that. I she, she just have to ask, get the dimensions and whatever and ask me to do it. Well, I think, uh, like you said, I mean, they're going to ease up on restrictions and especially having outdoor and, you know, there's parklets everywhere. And uh, I think that's uh, hopefully that becomes, a, you know, uh, uh, comes to fruition, especially out in front of there with a parklet with, a, you know, the tables and everything. You got yeah. what you need. She, you know, she, uh, she did think awesome. about it a while before, before everything hit the fan. But she puts a chair, a fold up chair out once in a while and stuff. And I use them. It's really nice to just hang out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, usually I'm behind the glass over at Molotov's, but it's nice to have the world walk by, and uh, you know, just yeah. it's a very nice area as far as uh, you know, uh, daily life and stuff, and watching people. So yeah, it's, cool. it's like being inside <laughs> the TV, looking out or exactly. something like that. Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I used to be over there and uh, be doing manual labor, and all my friends walk by and laugh. <laughs> it's that's a joke. Yeah. No, uh, I was. Uh, yeah. Boy. Uh, when did you start? When, when, when did that changeover happen? Around October before that? Berliner, huh? Berliner took over on Halloween. Okay, yep. So since then, it's been just a constant run. I mean, as any business, just, uh, you know, like you're saying, now she's polishing things, but uh, it's polishing, yeah, painting, a lot of, a lot of stuff. cooking, getting legal, getting the telephone working, getting the computer working, the, this, that. Uh, trying to get the funding. Uh, yeah, that, you know, that the, as well. With the, the, with this the state situation. or whoever was going to fund them something. So she got a peanut, uh, barely enough to pay anybody. Oh, you can use that for rent or this and that. Wow. Uh, it's like the sti stimulus thing. It was a peanut. It's a bribery thing. It's really so small. And for a business, she needed like 10 times that much. She just uh. basically went into debt and just... Working, 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 working. Well, hopefully but it's, Friday it's things will turn around. You know, and yeah, it will work uh, once everything does as well because she's she's 
she's well known here in the city uh, in uh, race communities. She's an international racer, actually, a pretty badass one, right? You yeah, are. totally. <laughs> ILM man, Australia. He's uh, well. Uh, yeah, Pike Peak. Pike Peak. Yeah, that's a great one. You are. So, uh, Christine. Berliner, Berliner. And also, I believe the three days that they're open, and uh, hopefully being uh, more so soon, um, there's, they're doing the hamburgers, yeah? Yep, the full eight-ounce burger, best burger in town. It is. They, it, normally, it's there'd huge. be a line, you know, by 1130, there'd be a huge line right next to Tornado. Yeah. They'd be waiting to get their burger, go next door, get yeah. a nice pint. They, they would get like 150 burgers and be sold out by 2 o'clock. Yep. Done. And, uh, Can't get one. Can't get one unless back I next Tuesday. Way. It was such a hit that, yeah, she's doing it three days a week. Um, she's threatening to keep that once they go back to the seven, also to keep it kind of special. So she's doing more specials, and then um, instead of just sausage, then you know, sausage with this and that, and, you know, totally special stuff. And then she's going to try to bring in a duna and a schnitzel at some point. <laughs> so she's going to just keep growing and keep yeah, growing. I've had her desserts. I'm try sure this, it's try be that. Wonderful. You know, <laughs> exactly. The golden Berliner. Oh, it's it's so. Um, what Kenny did, he said, I don't, I can't say it in, in German, but he basically said, I'm a jelly donut. So <laughs> Berliner, Berliner basically says that. You ask a German, they go say, oh yeah, you're jelly donut. You have jelly donuts? Yes, we do have jelly donuts with splash of gold on it. The golden Berliner. Ah, I'm going to be looking forward to that. Holy moly. Yeah, I, very special. I was, uh, Wade put me up more than once, uh, more than one hard times. And, uh, I used to be, uh, on the couch and uh, inspecting the TV and uh, Christine would come up and try this Alex and stuff something in my face and she'd always be mixing it up and making up the greatest food. Yeah. <laughs> you are. So Berliner, Berliner. Awesome. And I'm glad it's uh, three days a week and hopefully to be opening, you know, uh, more so in the future. Um, boy, you know, uh, with everything going on, it's very hard to uh, differentiate time anymore. You know, whose sleep schedule is regular and you know, who's working out, who's not, you know, it's like a, every day is what you call a new year's resolution, but you break it. And, uh, hopefully things, uh, will get better as time gets along. You know, I've been, uh, very fortunate and I'm glad a lot of my friends have been as well. So let's just keep, uh, keep that luck going. And, uh, one of the things that been really, really, um, extraordinary is actually the dames don't care. Uh, I'm not sh uh, too, too, too up on what the, the, the whole, uh, premise was but the dames ended up um, doing a run for a bunch of medical equipment yeah yeah it's actually the dames do care at the moment ha uh so um yay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yay. <laughs> we were trying to you know deliver masks and explain to people where the dames don't care but clearly we kind of cared so we became the dames do care and uh lucy carrera is the founder and she began picking up masks from places that were producing them and bringing them to places that needed them. <coughs> and so we've ended up saving a bunch of people, um, shipping and that kind of thing. Um, the efforts themselves, want, you know, them going to do the deliveries where they could be producing masks, that kind of thing. So, so the Dames Do Care took up the call of arms <coughs> and uh, basically uh, we're shuttling masks to, uh, and especially right now, uh, for our listeners, uh, all 25,000 of you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
the dames were there was a mass shortage everywhere in the U.S. Obviously, and uh, local hospitals or medical organizations needed masks, and there was uh, I believe civilians were donating, and you guys were shuttling them to where they would be needed. Correct. Yeah, it was a bunch of people all over the all over the world, but uh, we were working in the Bay Area. And they uh, would make masks in their home with fabric that they found. Oh, and wow. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, so really, really homegrown kind of stuff. Super homegrown stuff where it was um, a friend of mine, she started masks for Santa Clara work uh, nurses. And so it's a bunch of people who just thought, here's this, a, a cause I can support. And so they're producing masks that then they go through Aaron and then Aaron finds a place for them you know so yeah because a lot of those masks can't be used in a hospital but they can be used um in addition to other masks and they can be washed so So she became a distributor of yeah so a distributor of free product that's awesome and uh, Dames yeah. Don't Care came uh, became uh, Dames Do Care to, to the rescue. Just for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> for a little bit. So Just for a little bit. If you see a cape, it's temporary. <laughs> you know, there are. Got to see Incredibles. Remember the capes? No capes. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, uh, boy, that's really, really awesome. And uh, it's still going on. Is there any way that people are still running? Um how do, how do they, they find you, get a hold of you, uh, the dames? Uh, just by friends, Facebook, that type of thing? Um, yes. Social network? Yeah, uh, Facebook. I know we're Instagram, but also Instagram, we have okay. a website, which is completely uncharacteristic for the disorganized dames. Yeah, that surprised me. Beautiful. Michael <laughs> Madfest, who's a friend of the show, has also has oh, donated yeah, his Mikey. skills. Subliminal SF. Yeah, yeah. so um, we've got a really nice website. It's damesdocare.com. And you can get the background story and what we're up to. Awesome. Cool. And, uh, yeah, especially nowadays, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, uh, on these gotta times. Got to help out. Got to help out. It's a, it's a whole different environment, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, I haven't seen any free ice cream yet for Mitchell's, but I'll let you know if that happens because mm. that would be really, really cool. And uh, so, anyhow, uh, I think Milk Crate's going to come play a tune here shortly. Uh, I need to get some information together for what's happening down in Baja, but I forgot the paperwork. So I'll look it up on the own online thing while we got some tunes playing. And uh, from there, uh, let you know what's happening in Baja. And then Wade is here with Hans, and we'll talk about what's going on uh, with your endeavors and uh, go from there, really. I mean, um, yeah, I don't think we have any racing straight up uh, right now, Wade, right? No, they're dreaming about it. There's a couple places... That says they say they're going to do it any minute now. Yeah, yeah I haven't but heard from AFM. I mean, uh, it's nice to at least see track days out there. Um, there's, I think they're racing yeah. way down south in Chuckwalla Way. Uh, you know that type that type of thing. But uh, uh, local AFM, uh, uh, Northern California. I don't even think uh, Arma or or, or, or uh, OMRRA. I don't think anyone's no, really running. No, I don't think anybody's uh, doing anything yet. Yeah. Everybody's waiting for permission. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we will. And there, uh, you know, I saw online the other day, interestingly enough, that there was something said that uh, less than four races, it does, it's no longer a uh, season or something. So we're pretty much getting there where it's. So yeah, so kind of same kind of thing. If there's no school, how you, everybody just gets to graduate, or what? <laughs> what what's going to happen this year? Like yeah. championships are like, uh, where's one race championship and graduation? We didn't go to school. Everything's but, put on but, hold. I mean, uh, but give me that thing. 
I yeah. went out of here. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I mean, there's this guy that's just uh, being obnoxious and saying, you know, six-hour endurance, six-hour endurance. I think that would be a nice way to cap the year off. But we'll we'll still keep uh, poking that bear later oh, on. Yeah, but we could just go be like all the kids and just race around the city and, <laughs> rate, rate, you know, you know, make noise and pop wheelies. And, 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 and I'm meeting all those kids. Yeah. And, uh, also, yeah, we'll talk about the last weekend's uh, SMR as well. Oh, so milk crate. Wade took your mic because his mic is dead. So grab that sucker back. And uh, here we are. Jar. So, so what do we got going? Uh, we have got the butthole surfers up next. With yeah. Who was in my room last night? Awesome. Here on Mutiny Radio, Heart of the Mission.
Okay, well, I just found it. Uh, sorry, Bill Crit, I just cut off your song here. But while I have it on the uh, the computer thingy, I am a phone. Uh, Pedro Vargas Valdez. Boy, you know, he's kind of the hero right now um, here in the States, uh, giving people a lot of hope. And I'm sure here uh, over in Europe as well. Uh, Pedro's, uh, 
he's starting up a Baja International Tourist Cup. It's going to be, you know, a wonderful uh, paved uh, road race course uh, down in Baja Way. And uh, I won't have the specifics, but, uh, you know, it's going to be quite incredible, you know, as far as... uh, you know, uh, Wade and I race the Isle of Man. Uh, we're really into road racing. We went to Argentina, you know, that type of thing. So, I mean, this one, uh, he's, it looks like it's going to be about nine, 9.95 miles on uh, February 13th of 2021. Uh, it's going to be a road course. It's going to have elevation changes. And they're going to, they're, they're, it's definitely going to be a nice road race. And uh, I've got a lot of people from Europe interested, uh, especially if you look him up in the, uh, 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 face him a book. I mean, that's how we're all, contr- uh, you know, uh, getting together and passing the word. So, Pedro Vargas Valdez, uh, he's putting together the Baja International Tourist Cup. It's 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 going to be a lot of fun. And um, Wade, I think uh, you're planning on going out there, right? Yeah, Mexico, yeah, Wade. If not a few something. Um, yeah. They want to see a sidecar, so yeah, I really want yeah it's uh they, they they do have a sidecar class so i mean that's 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 yeah they're just, they're just hoping for a bunch of people to show up so yeah we just got to figure out the paperwork and stuff and it's right across the border so that should be easy for me to do yeah exactly i mean uh, our friend armin palacrop the third uh, he's doing fine um he's been racing down on baja way for a while and uh we hope to have him back on the show soon however he just bought himself a backhoe slash you know, uh, uh, a tractor, a, a Tonka thing. thing. Yeah. So he's gonna not be not a buggy, a tractor. Yeah. He's gonna be making course. his own tracks for days. So we won't be seeing him anytime soon. He's gonna go dig a <laughs> bunch of holes and trenches exactly. and stuff. He's gonna make his own race course. That's yeah. great. That's what I do. So anyhow, um, yeah, they are in Baja. Baja's doing some racing. Uh, Pedro wants to have the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup. It's actually a road race. Looks like around 22 turns. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, very very fast uh, apparently and uh, also it's gonna have uh, international racers there so a lot of people like Wade and I've seen on the Facebook book a lot of a lot of TT folks Irish folks uh, yeah uh, everyone's excited for Ireland, Europe Ireland, uh, yeah. Brazil so uh, you name it people name are it. showing up yep I want to show up build it they will come right it's, yep. it's like yeah so um, we're looking forward to that and uh, so uh, We'll uh, keep you informed as, as it goes on, because right now uh, we're just getting everything together. I do yeah. know um, we do have a call coming in, so milk crate. Let's handle this and see what, what we got. This is milk crate, Ryan. This is the radio. How's it going? <laughs> no, this is uh, the race Oh, so, yeah, Wade has a guest calling in from uh, Europe. So, uh, Wade, where are you calling in from? Ireland, I heard. Ireland, right. So, let's see what we got going. Let's see if we can make this. Push the button somewhere. Any minute now. Can you hear us? Uh Uh-oh. Hello, hello. Uh Uh-oh. 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 Don't go away. Hello. Hopefully. Come back. Hopefully she'll call back. Try again. <laughs> yeah. Please call back. It's, it's, I think it's the red button no, is dropped. Drop. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta just. And then what's the other one? Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe you push that again, or what's the what's the one on the right over there? We'll figure it out. Hopefully, hopefully it's not costing her a lot of money. We'll send her a pizza. Anyhow, yeah. Yar. Uh, so, anyways, talking about Baja. Um, there's going to be a hill climb up there in October. I'm, I'm looking to go out there and uh, participate in that. And uh, K- 
kick some ass, go up a hill really, really fast. And uh, it's uh, they say it's the the, the, the tallest hill climb or something like that, but we'll figure that out later when I get longest the Longest one in the world, 18 some odd miles. Longest one in the world, 18 some odd miles. So, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a hill climb. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll get back to you that as uh, we get along there, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Can we, uh, we got you? I heard, I heard a voice. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Turn her up. Turn right. up. Oh, we hear something. All right. So are you oh. still there? Yep. All right, we figured it out. Welcome to Racer's Good. Alley here. You're in San Francisco in the heart of the mission, and it's about uh, – Boy, uh, near seven o'clock. The weather's really good. It's it's warm sunny. and uh, sunny. So we got Mr. Wade Boyd here uh, sitting. To Mr. Uh, how you doing? Hello, hello. Oh, I don't hear anything. She's hello. Still there you go. So welcome to the neighborhood. Oh, thank you, thank you. So it's three o'clock in the morning here. Oh, ow, ow. Very cold. Yeah. And very cold. Yes, you want to be inside, and outside just oozes cold. Yeah, definitely. You, you don't want to be camping, that's for sure. Certainly not. So, <laughs> so yeah, 3 o'clock over there. Um, are you having the similar type of issues here with uh, kind of like quarantine and stuff, or can you do whatever you want? No, uh, we're still working from home, um, keeping social distance. Um, all big events and stuff cancelled, like motorbike races, Um concert so yeah it's yeah no, no. Yeah, we're, we're kind of the, the same boat but uh luckily we're able to be here and do our show and uh yeah wade was mentioning um you got your hands in all types of racing over there uh, oh uh, definitely yeah where, where do you live exactly uh over here for our listeners in san francisco california and interestingly enough we have twenty five thousand listeners which equals out to about 12 uh but oh. uh, say hello <laughs> and uh Hi. yeah where, where are you at in this part of the world uh, Northern Ireland, um, bay up on the north coast. Uh, what 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 would you call the the the, the town or the city in? Uh, Clock Mill. Clock Mill. Mill. Can you say yes. that again once really good? Loud. Slowly. <laughs> That's great. Clock Mill. So over there, um, okay. Wade was mentioning that you have a bunch <coughs> of circuits around uh, the area where they do proper road racing. Yep. Yeah, um, there's one just about two miles from where I live, um, the Mid Antrim 150. Um, I'm not sure. Did we have a race on that? No. No, no. no. It's quite a small race. Um, it's, it's been going for a number of years, but um, it stopped there for a while, and then I was kind of part of the team that tried to resurrect it again. Um, so we cool. got it running for one year, um, and then the following year, uh, just due to finances and, and different issues, it, it didn't run. Um, and then this year is because of the, the COVID. Um, so, yeah, so there's there's the Mid-Antrim and then there's Armoy, um, would be maybe about 15 miles from here. There you go. So that would be another small road race, um, but it, that's, it's proven to be very popular. The bigger ones would be like the Northwest, um, the Grand Prix, uh, so... Yeah, and then there's lots of short circuit racing as well, so plenty of more bikes here. Well, I think that's wonderful. I mean, um, obviously, uh, compared to here, like we have at least five different uh, what I call circuit courses, which are yeah. uh, closed course uh, here in California. Um, there are, you know, over there where you don't have that, you actually have in proper road racing. 
And yep. in order to train for, let's say, the Isle of Man, I mean, you got to kind of know road racing because circuit racing and road racing are two different Very animals. Different, yeah. And um, you were mentioning earlier about having that course that's been closed for a hair, but it was actually um, smaller. So what I, what I was thinking in my mind was you kind of start on that in like a small 50 or 125 or 250, and you, you get used to that road race course, and then maybe you move up to 500 and, and, and then forth for other courses? Just keep going. Um, you start on the short circuits. Um, so I suppose the safer kind of way. So you so many short circuits to do before you can get the license for the road racing. Um, and then I suppose it's getting the finances to keep that going because it's all very expensive and the insurance and stuff. So um, it, it can be quite a journey. But um, yeah, so short circuits um, and then on to the roads. Yeah, I mean, uh, for all us wow. racers, I mean, uh, it is quite expensive. Here in California, San Francisco, we actually have money trees. So we just go out, <laughs> fill a yeah, bucket up. It. And then, okay, uh, so when, you know, <laughs> when the COVID is over, I'm coming, I'm coming there. You're always there welcome, you for sure. Come on on the show live. So that's fascinating. And um, I'm sure as far as uh, the different circuits uh, are uh, or is it does it all fall under under one banner, or do all the circuits have their own little clubs? And also, by having that, their uh, particular um, uh, rules for what type of motorcycles you can race in those clubs. Well, there's a, for for the motorbike racing, um, we're governed by the Motorcycle Union of Ireland. Um, so they would kind of there'd be like the umbrella group for for all the clubs, and th there's loads of different clubs for short, short circuit racing and for the road racing, um, but they're all governed by the one. Yeah, I think um, we, we've so had those rule books, Wade and I, yeah. getting to the Manx and stuff. It's a rather thick book, and yeah, a, a lot of yeah, stuff going on in Everybody's there. a little different between here and there around the world. Aye, it can get a bit political, yeah. And Wade yeah. was mentioning uh, possibly going out there next year. Yeah, so yeah. Oh we're yeah, George was George was just saying that earlier. I was speaking to him earlier, so he was saying, yeah, you are coming next year to do some of the short circuits on the roads as well, are you? Oh, I'm planning yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah so uh, we got sort of got two road races lined up, and we're trying to pull off one circuit, and then Pardon? we're trying to do the same thing in each country, but. So I thought I was starting in Ireland, but the the races actually start on the aisle first. And yeah, then, no problem. So the that. first, so if we'd come over and do the um, Southern One Hundred in Jerby, first two weeks of July, and then we come over to your place and we do Fogheen and then Armoy. Yeah, Armoy. That's that's very near me. So yeah, yeah. that one. Oh, that really, That's the one with the jumps and the. Yep. This way and now, oh, that's the one we really, really, really want to do. <laughs> and if you come here, then you can get plenty of practice beforehand. We can take you onto the circuit before before the race. Because it's always there. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That That is awesome. I mean, uh, yeah, here uh, Wade has a thing called the Sunday Morning Ride, been doing for a million years, and that's kind of a practice course, a, a nice Sunday way to go, but there's, you know, there's a difference between having a closed course out there and, uh, you know, go on here all, but uh, very, very cool, you know, uh, yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, exactly. What, what, what does it entail as far as, um, Americans, uh, getting there? So we need our ACU license, uh, international license and, uh, just yeah. a, a ride. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. come here and enjoy yourselves. Um, you know there'll be plenty of, plenty of, where the motorbike community is very good at 
do you know if there's bikers traveling that we'd, we'll try and help them get cheaper accommodation um you know make sure that you're fed that you there's plenty of plenty of nightlife um oh i just the, need kebabs chips wow. and beer yeah 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 and, and, and a lot a lot of they'll bring like pots of curry to the circuits and stuff do you know to keep everybody wow. everybody sorted so it's it like keeps a big you warm family. yeah especially on the cold nights yeah <laughs> definitely i because um yeah it could be quite quite wet racing here uh-oh so northern yeah. island uh <laughs> emily were you did you ride out there that that part rains the three days three three times a day in a sunny day right yeah, you can go all seasons in one. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. Aye. Emily, were you out there? In, in, where, where were you as far as Europe? We'll try. <laughs> oh, there? that sounds better. Yeah. Hello. Oh, this is Miss Emily Hi. of Dames Don't Care, <laughs> and she spent some time uh, riding in uh, Europe just recently. I lived in Ireland for a while. Oh. Wow. Somebody oh, told sorry. me that no, not at all. Somebody told me if you wash your clothes there, that means you've lived there. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I've I've lived in Ireland. Um, no, I rented bikes with some friends in London and then rode up to watch the Northwest, and it was oh, amazing. Wow. Oh, yeah. I want to go Brilliant. back. And did did you do um, did you do any touring when you were here? You know, like get to see the the glens and places like that tons um oh. luckily uh my friend was with us and he's from carrick on sure and had ridden all around a bunch so uh you know so he, obviously he grew up there so he knew everything and i didn't realize that ireland is not that big it's not it's actually and, very small yeah wow. yeah and so um yeah so we actually got to see a bunch of fantastic roads some of my favorite roads um the coast road, would that have been one? Um, where you, you kind of, it's about 20 miles and it's just GR sailing up the coast. It's, it's an amazing road for, for motorbikes. Oh, maybe. Not in the summertime. Um, <laughs> that would be, yeah, you're better going kind of late autumn in the evening time if you want peace. Um, it can be quite busy in the summer with bikers and cars and caravans. Yeah, we get that here. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's a nice a stretch, of, stretch of uh, road. Yeah. We had a great, and I have to tell you this, and no one believes me, but it was, we had in 15 days, we had two half days of rain. Wow. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we felt sure? so <laughs> lucky. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's was that was summertime. Yeah. That, yeah. That was our summer day. Yeah. That was the whole summer. <laughs> 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 but it's beautiful there. I can't wait to go back and watching oh, racing there was uh, amazing. You got plans to come back? Definitely. Definitely. I, w I would yeah. like to go see the Manx, I guess. People have All recommended right. for those who are on the poor side of things. And uh, Well, I guess what's going to happen is you'll probably see her when you see us. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I oh, need I a pit crew. Right. Oh, I will pit crew. I will pit crew any day. Yeah, yeah. I'd go help. You can come stay with me. No, we're, <laughs> Excellent. We're very looking forward to meeting you. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, thank you very much for calling in. I mean, uh, you got anything else going on, uh, Wade? Uh, Want to say hello? Um, 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 say hi to, to George and Gary. Um, yeah. Haven't met anybody else yet. George and Mickey, yeah, we must get, and George yeah, has Mickey. actually said um, that when you get here, we must get Mickey there to play some music for you. Yeah, that'd be oh. great. Oh. You know, we'll have a wee, a wee party um, and get, get Mickey, he can play the music and, yeah, get a wee gather up, have a wee night and 
Yeah, drink plenty of Guinness. That would be <laughs> wonderful. Um, that's that's our pal that you've been playing just recently. Yeah, we, yeah, we, you know, we played um, one song so far. It's, it's really really nice, and uh, it'll be great to hear uh, more. You know, I mean, uh, See the boy, real thing. Uh, he could almost call in live and just uh, <laughs> sit there and do his thing. But uh, yeah, we uh, definitely enjoy his music, and we'll we'll definitely be uh, playing more here. Oh uh, yeah, you know, he's very good. He, uh, I'd actually said to him about when I was coming on, you know, I said, like, if you were to happen to be up at that time of the morning, you could join me. And he was like, I'd be sleeping. So. <laughs> yeah. This time of the morning, if I'm up, I'm watching Star Trek, three yeah. pints or yeah. eight pints in and eating ice cream. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the coronavirus, you're up all at all hours. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's it. <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you very much for calling in. Yeah. And, no uh, problem. Great. Thanks for the yeah, thank you for the effort, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. We will indeed, and keep in touch. We shall. Yar, yar, okay. cheers. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. All right, so that was really, really awesome. A call from across the pond and uh, Northern Ireland. Boy, and she was, uh, what, what What was it, 3 a.m. over there, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, uh, pretty good. Yeah, so I went stirring the pot in Northern Ireland. We're, we're planning at all these people and, and see what we can do do two rate at least two races in the good old country of ireland and where racing was road racing was kind of boring almost that's what i want to say i mean um, so um we're chasing joey well but i think also by natural i mean we were road racing here though we didn't know it just because that's yeah, what we had you know yeah, uh, same thing the, but different but anyhow yeah. uh, um pretty cool uh, motorcycle and purist uh, is purist and uh really nice conversation yeah. So anyhow, we're going to take a break here for a sec, and uh, we've got uh, next coming up, we'll have uh, Wade and Hans talking about some crazy shit. Let's build a rocket out of car parts. Yeah. Yeah, that's
Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley, and uh, boy, oh boy, you know, uh, exciting times again. And uh, our mics are playing uh, games with us, so to speak. So uh, I'm just gonna turn a couple on here. I think I got Wade on uh, uh, mic four. Yeah, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, Hans. Uh, which one are you on? This one. Let's see. <laughs> say, say hello. Get close. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. 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 Awesome. Gotcha. Hello. Okay. All right. So, anyways. Um, you know, Racers Alley, uh, we don't talk about it a lot, but we, yeah, we're racers here. and We like to promote racing. We like to promote anything motorcycling. And uh, interestingly enough, you know, um, unlike other shows, uh, we're kind of the Motley Crew, a pirate, a mutiny radio, and uh, we've been around places. And uh, Wade's been all over the world. And, uh, you know, I've had my, you know, hits here and there, and we race different type of motorcycles. And interestingly enough, very, very rare are sidecars. And uh, Wade and Hans, you guys are sidecar racers. Yep, yep. We both race sidecars. And uh, in a few places, um, uh, SRA West, um, and we also both did Pikes Peak. And Hans uh, was actually in, in, instrumental in getting me there. Hans was instrumental in getting you to Pikes Peak? Yeah. Yes, I, uh, I raced my first sidecar race in Pikes Peak in 2011. And I, I came back. I was so excited. It was unbelievable. Nope. And then... I told Wade, you have to go. Uh, so I uh, saw so Wade a little bit of ass kicking. He went too. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Um, wow. Yeah, that's, that's you know, uh, hill climbs are unique. And Pikes Peak is world-renowned. And for folks, uh, our other listeners in Europe, where is Pikes Peak? Colorado. Colorado. And uh, it's a hill climb. Uh, do you know any specifics? It goes from 9,000 feet to four little over 14,000 feet. Yeah. It's on a two-lane road. It's on a... Um, 152 turns. 152 turns. In Which 12 miles. A, a totally amazing, yes. Miles. I can't imagine. And uh, I'm sure uh, you guys, I mean, when something like that comes up, um, you're looking at the tarmac, not the view. Yeah, you don't have time to look at the view. No. <laughs> yeah, if you start looking at the the view or uh, you got real issues because he, <laughs> you'll he, become part of it <laughs> because you're probably going over the mountain oh uh, yeah start flying yeah. there's oh, um i think it was seven hairpins um switchbacks or they call them the w's there's a um the cliff there's a cliff but it's kind of over there you're not busy you're not looking at the cliffs and and don't get too close to the edge sometimes well imagine there imagine one of the of one of the areas they call Devil's Playground. Uh, I I wonder why that is. Yep, yep. You got to look where you want to go. Which is you got that one. I think I believe that's a turn left. <laughs> and you're you're always heavy on the gas, and so you really got to kind of know where you're going. Do a little bit of homework, and have everything on your side. So uh, you got to go up really early. It's a two-lane road going up there. Um, I think it's from Colorado Springs. But anyhow, um, you go up the mountain from like the base. There's two lanes of traffic. All the racers got to go up there like for one, two o'clock in the morning. That would be hard for me. <laughs> and get there before the 10,000 people get there in the morning. Oh, it's, it's about all. actually getting on the road to be able to get there rather than yeah. yes. it's about the traffic issue. Yes. Yeah, so that's, ah. just, that's just the day of the race. During practice, it's not that bad. They split it up on three different levels. There's cars, and then there's the motorcycle division, which is the sidecars are in. Um, 
divorce. They, they they make different kinds of messes and stuff. When cars leak oil or something, they make a big <laughs> mess. Yeah, a the bit more than a bike. The worst thing for me was uh, a common around uh, turn and stay on right into the sun. That was just uh, unbelievable. Uh, you couldn't see the way. Or where you were going at yeah. all. The aisle, they would call it sun dazzle. Yeah, yeah you come around a corner and you're blinded. <laughs> and it's like, where did the road go a second ago? It, it, you better have it charted in your mind because you're, <laughs> yeah, you're blindly moving forward at how many miles an hour? Well, when I, when I joke about closing my eyes and pinning it, that's the reason he got fine dazzle. So you just close your eyes and pin it. Right? Grasshopper, just follow <laughs> it, follow it. It, it went yeah. right. You better, and yeah, and you better get it right. It's nothing like going into the blindness yard. Wow, so they have that over there as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, once in a while. It's very cool. And they, they actually have kind of everything. You get to the top, and so I was told one day, it'll rain, it'll snow, it'll hail, it'll do everything before you leave here. Like the aisle. And it did. <laughs> everything. It it's did. a mountain. Yeah, I can it's see that. You know, 14,000 feet, yeah. So, yeah, we went up. We were happy and everything. It was a sunny day, and we almost froze. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it, it looks all <laughs> nice and warm. Yeah, they got a restaurant and stuff. You can go in there. They, sometimes it's mandatory to go in there. It's so cold. Or if it's lightning storm, you it's mandatory to go into the building and, and not get zapped. We met some people up there that would never, ever talk to you in your lifetime. And it was so um, uh, amazing. Yeah. Who, whoever you know does or pack speak after you have done it it seems like it kind of changes your life because it's just yeah, it's a, just amazing yeah. kind of a, a big that. equalizer like anybody you'll talk to anybody you know you survived getting up here and no matter what kind of machine you're in whether it's you know a low budget machine or a million dollar machine well yeah, wait, we you, had you said that about the hour once once you're in the club you're in the club you know it doesn't matter where you place you're part of the club yeah you know, we're just happy you, you tried and but, you made it. Yeah. You know, and you made it. You're still here to talk yeah. about it. It means you're going to come back and try it again, right? Well, you know? once, it's in, once it's under your skin, I imagine you want to go back. You know? yeah. As a racer, you know, that's the general rule. There's some folks that just want to say they did it once, but most racers, I think they just want a better time next time. Yeah. I'd love yeah. going faster. <laughs> you know? A little faster and a better time and uh, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything else in between. See your friends again, that type of thing. And you are. So what do you got? What are you two up to anyway, boy? You know, I always hear you're hanging out, and there's Corvettes in the in the role, and what did you mention yeah, earlier? all kinds of things. So yeah. I I labeled Hans as as Hans's auto emporium. <laughs> Whatever you're looking for is on aisle seven. Well, it could be on aisle eight, but anyhow, we got almost everything and anything. And if if we don't have it, you'll go find it. And then that's what we're going to be collecting next week. <laughs> so we got into vets. Um, so I see you got the Batmobile and uh, Hans. Are you do you, are you what, do you currently have a Corvette? <laughs> I'm I'm currently working on a '74 the high performance one. Number that, three. Uh, oh, Wade and I do an adventure together, and it uh, yeah, it takes it takes it takes time to make them really nice the way we li like to do I well it is a classic nowadays, and yes. Corvettes in their own right have always had a certain cult symbol. And uh, a certain amount of uh, respect. I mean, it's a, it's it's a very unique automobile, and uh, a lot of times it has to do with lines. And there's been many different generations over the years. Uh, some are more boring than others. Uh, but uh, yeah, the '70s had the nice flair, definitely. 
No, yeah, so somehow we ended up in that one, 70 to 80, the, the, uh, two of the ones I have, at, the ones that run that I'm driving now, they're 1980s. I really like the shape. I like the way it flows in the back. Yeah. The 74 has an inset window. which is a little different, but it's got the body lines, and so we're, we want to fix it up and enjoy it and everything, and, and we want to, you know, try and fix one up and do something really artistic Bring it to life. And, yeah. and different and, and see if we can get it a, a new home. So that's, that's, awesome. that's why, you know, we, we got one or two to, to drive and float around. I got, I got the Batmobile and the Batmobile that's in training. <laughs> and then the one we're going to do up, and then he's got an Opal also. He's got a collection of Opals. But Yeah, I'm actually working on an Opal GT that I flared, and I ended up buying a Celine Mustang just to get the engine, the transmission, and the rear end, which I had narrowed. And, uh, and actually, the story goes that GM went to Germany when Opal was building, where, uh, thinking about the Opal GT, and... and and they looked at it and said, wow, that's what we want our new Corvettes to look like. So it's not like wow. uh, some uh, some people think it's the opposite, but but uh, that's the story that I heard. I'm not sure. No kidding. And um, so, uh, forgive my ignorance, Opals are German? Yeah. Okay, I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. And uh, what, was, what, what, uh, what did they come out with when they first came out, the, the motor-wise? They actually had a four-cylinder, 1900cc, 90, 90-horsepower 90 inline engine in it. And, no, that was allowed for you know, Germany back in the days because uh, a lot of cars were 1100, uh, 1300, because in uh, Germany still the... Uh, today, horsepower and and engine side matters for the tax and for the insurance. Interesting. Purpose. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, certain countries definitely, you know, put all that together, uh, especially you know, uh, climate change, all that. I mean, that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm a horsepower guy, and yeah, certain places. Where's my you, horsepower? What do you mean, ninety horsepower? Well, there, there's certain countries you can't get over a 250cc motorcycle or a scooter and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Ouch. <laughs> well, yeah. see, that's why. Uh, that's why. Wade, when he bought the Batmobile for me, originally wanted to send it uh, to his wife's uh, father in, uh, in 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 Germany. Oh wow. Oh, but it would kill him on uh, fees because yeah, it's it, like it having a Harley somewhere else. Just yeah, so too much, too him. much of automobile. He couldn't do it. it. Nothing would work. Ah, so I had to keep it and, br and bring him over here. Yeah, that was a fun time and good pictures and um, yeah, uh, he he actually came here right when uh, Christine was open in Berliner Berliner helped him helped to paint. I'm mean, I'm sure very very proud time actually a very fun time. Yeah, and go pops, go pops. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Uh, so you got sounds like you got a nice collection over there but uh, let's talk about sidecar for a second uh, you mentioned that uh, you've been a sidecar racer for quite some time Hans. yeah i uh, actually came into a little bit of money and i wanted to road race something interesting uh, cars were too expensive for me yes a, <laughs> a motor Oh, motorcycle racing, I thought, oh, I don't know about that. And I always loved the, the, uh, the image of sidecar racing. So I thought, well, it's badass. <laughs> well, I think that I fit into that. And uh, oh boy, did I do. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you, so go, you, Hans. You, found, you found your calling. 
So how how many rigs? Uh, how long have you did, did you do it? And uh, what, what, uh, I met him on a road race course, number sixty nine, with a red and right white uh, sidecar, long chassis. Um, I think it was two stroke to begin with. Yeah, it was yes, still that a two was stroke. A, and that was a wow. A snowmob snowmobile motor, actually a, a <laughs> Yamaha snowmobile, and I I I love two stroke. I uh, wanted a two stroke, but then it. Uh, eventually turned into four stroke because I was always working on it and I couldn't um, most of the races yeah it didn't I, just I, I run. didn't finish it yeah it's there's nothing worse than going a track and spending your day trying to get out there and you know and spend the money yeah so he, uh, yeah. He, yeah he finally cheated and went to a four stroke like everybody else um, I wanted a two stroke too and looked at everything but we don't really live near snowmobile land it's up north in the snow. It never snows here, kind of, sort of. So we don't really have the technology, and, and the two-stroke technology kind of, it moved away from... The knowledge, too, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's dark like art science. now. Yeah. Uh, it's a definitely a dark art, yeah, a yeah. science. I mean, yeah. um, our, one of our, our, our dear friends, Sergio Gavan, um, he's still a 250 two-stroke racer. Yeah, there used um, to be a million of them. Now there's about five. Yeah, or two, and five <laughs> including the 125s. And, um, yeah. It's uh, because it takes a lot to actually. You, you need smart people. Sorry, smart, not saying smart people. Are stupid, They're supposed to. But anyone could get on an R6 and go do a bunch of circles. But if you want to get on a Formula fucking 250 GP bike, you have to actually sit there, do the math, and make that thing go. But it'll take that 600. You know, uh, yeah, really, really neat. <laughs> but but my but my favorite uh, motorcycle in the world, which anybody asked me me if you know. It is it is the one that I have actually propped up in my living room. It's a 500 Suzuki Gamma, four-cylinder, two-stroke bike. Ooh, and I remember just, seeing the, the and just, I just <laughs> love it, yeah. I, I made uh, so many changes on it, though, that that uh, people that are purists probably hate me, but, you know, really, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said earlier, between you and Wade, you can build a spaceship uh, out of... Uh, you know, car parts, and um, yeah. you both have the same creativity and ingenuity, and uh, you don't have a box. You basically yeah. think about it, and you do it, and, uh, you know, that's very admirable because, you know, a lot of people don't know how, and they just forgot how to think that yeah. way. Yeah, so he needed a sidecar to go to Pike's Peak, so he, he kind of built one. Built one, yes. You know, check this out. Tell him about it. Yeah, and it was it, it, it was so funny when, uh, when I... Um, uh, one of the nights, the the big motorcycle place there has like a barbecue for you. So I was riding in with my passenger on my sidecar, uh, and these guys were asking me a thousand, a thousand questions. And this one guy must have thought I was some mad scientist that had everything uh, written, you know, down, down on the wall. And the more that I told him the truth, what I was doing the more he got pissed off. Uh, finally, uh, oh, finally he, uh, he thought, well, th he cannot uh, tell me, me what he did uh, to his... Uh, to his um, Tech guy? Tech inspector? No, to my... Um, uh, Passenger? <laughs> no. no, when, no. You build, when you're building it, right? Yeah, yeah when I was building it, uh, and, when I, uh, and when I told him what I did, he just turned around... And he said, fuck you, and, <laughs> and he walked away, and I said, wow. He, he just took all them parts and put them together. How small, you know, mine, can 
Oh, oh, can you be? Uh, oh, because I just told you the truth about things, you know. Yeah. I could have lied about it. You don't have to be a mad scientist and, and do all your drawings. There. I mean, if you've got parts laying in your hand and a, and a big dream, you know how to move uh, or weld or do you know a, a few things here and there. You can ad-lib a little and change your motorcycle or do something fancy. So he built a sidecar. He put a wheel out there. Well, I'd love to surround and, my and, and, well, You know, it's like um, the people I know have always been creative. You know, we got Paul Brown. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Dirtbag Challenge Mate, yeah. you know, and you've done everything. And Milk Crate Brian, boy, you know, I'd give you $1,000 if you could tell me what type of bike that is. It's <laughs> a gold wing. Yeah, you could never even tell. Or, yeah, it's just a good old boy fucking bike. Yeah, they should make that in a movie. Yeah, you so that's 600. Uh, Harley and the Marble Man 2. Yeah, we'll have Sylvester Stallone riding that yeah. one. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> the 600 that he built, anyhow, I will be driving rather soon around the neighborhood for show and tell and, and Yaha. Nice. You know, laugh about it or whatever. It's been, it's been sitting a little long. He's got plenty of other toys that he plays with, so we're going to bring that back into existence over here and show it around. Awesome. Uh, one of my uh, one of my other things that I'm working on is a GT40 replica with uh, a higher booster motor in it and with uh, – Porsche f five speed behind it, thirty gears Ooh. available. Uh, if that uh, ever uh, comes into fusion, that thing is going to be just off off the wall. So I need to get you a fusion generator that'll fit on the back. I know a guy who knows a guy they made a movie about. There I could do that actually, Mr. Fusion. Uh, high RPM yeah, and, high and RPM, unsettable yeah. amount of gears. That'll be great at the hill climb. Oh, it'll go you know. forever. It'll be great. I gotta say, down in Baja, that hill climb, uh, San, San, uh, San Pedro Martir. Martir? Yes. It's a good hill climb. Um, I've been studying that on video every day, and way to go, what? You don't yeah. study nothing. But uh, boy, oh boy, that's that that's a hell of a hill climb. Nice. And, um, Looks great. You know, Pedro uh, is going to have that uh, before. I'm planning on doing that. It's really hard to get uh, passports right now, apparently. Uh, they're not even making them. Uh, but anyways, that that's one of my Wade and I have always had a certain like obstacles. I mean, there's no such easy way. So right now I'm entering that race, but uh, passport questionable. We'll see about that. And I plan on taking my R1, and uh, if we can, the 636. But uh, it all has to do with paperwork. So it's always good about racing like that. I don't know why I just did that. I just got into a, a little bit of a. A commercial from Hans and uh, Wade at uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every now and then, I just spout off. So back to you guys. <laughs> we were doing something. I forget what we were doing. Yeah, what were we doing? Yeah, I just. Oh, you were actually earlier. Uh, you were talking about uh, uh, Harley Davidson. I got a really funny story for you on that one. I built this Yamaha Virago. Oh uh, yeah. A, a 900 Virago, and I really wanted to make it look like a Harley. But the funny thing was, uh, when I was riding in, the Harley guys uh, did not wave at me. And I thought, what the hell are they looking at? It's because it's gay, dude. Uh, that's it's really uh, gay. Uh, that uh, <laughs> that shows, it, shows it right <laughs> off the bat that, uh, that it's not a Harley Davidson. And, uh, uh, and I finally uh, figured it out, and, uh, and I put a fake primary case on the bike, 
and a, a, every Harley guy waved at me. It was the funniest thing in the world. You're kidding me. That'd be, you know, that's like what a commercial uh, person, a Pepsi Coke commercial. That would be a great Pepsi Coke commercial commercial. You know, it was like, ah, right, you put the, you know, the case on. Now you're a Coke guy. Everyone waves to you because you're not drinking Pepsi. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, they all waved to you after you had a, a big old, you know, side case on there and a huge ass, heavy ass motor. Yeah. I think, um, boy, correct me if I'm wrong, Wade, the guy who's always pissed at you for racing the DTR1, he was running a big-ass Virago motor, wasn't he? No, actually, uh, Mr. Chihuahua's on a Honda 350. Okay, someone out there had a Virago, though, right? Yeah. I, so he's, really he, pumped the shit out of it. Yeah, so Bud Riddle, um, Uncle Bud, had the first Virago, and... and uh, one supposedly won the last mile before I took over, because I was trying to beat Bud. I never got <laughs> to beat him. Yeah. Anyhow, so he had the first Virago, and uh, Mark Mike Fowler has the the second uh, Virago's generation of all that and everything. But uh, he was riding a Ducati also at the last mile, and really? said, "Oh, it's great. It stretched his arms, and yeah, it goes even faster." All right. Well, you got 12 laps if you got a Ducati. Then you got to rebuild 12 it. 12 laps. That's all good. That's a Ducati. You are. <laughs> good luck with that one. You are. Yeah, Anyways, Bill Crate's going to put on a song shortly. Surely. And then we're going to just take a little bit of a break and be back. And, you know, Miss Emily will be here. And we're all, we're all going to sing a merry tune. Let's sing oh. something cool. Like we got one, two, three, four, five, six of us. Yeah, like uh, Jingle Bells or something. Jingle Bells. We never got a piano player. Oh, yeah, we are still looking for a piano player. From day one. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we had, had that piano. one Do guy. We still got a piano? <laughs> right on. What you got going, Milk Rate? Uh, more Rage Against the Machine. More Rage Against the Machine. Boy, that sounds angry. They told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. 
do what they told you. Now you do what they told you.
yeah, our show is officially over, Racers Alley. And I don't know if something automatic comes on, uh, Milk Crate's going to uh, figure that one out. But uh, thank you for showing up. Cheers. Art is about the relationship between the artist, the art, and the individual. The individual has to turn this object into art, you know? And so once you make it mass communication for as many people to turn it into art, you have to take away the subtlety, you know? Mm -hmm. There's literally no way to make art that is profound to every single person that looks at it. I'm going to disagree and say Star Wars. I'm going to say the first three Star Wars that it was universally popular, but also had deeper subtlety that people could apply or not apply. It was entertaining to the masses, but also had potentially deeper meaning. It's okay, you can disagree with me. You don't have to love Star Wars like me. It's okay, you don't have to love Star Wars. It's fine. Although Rogue One was the best one. I guess, well, movies... It's, it's, that doesn't count as art to me as much as it is entertainment. And I think that's what pop is, you know? And I, I think that art can be entertaining, but not all entertainment is art. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and, and so yes. I think that you couldn't necessarily, like, like you can make a, like the most poetry, for example. There, I don't think there is a single poem that hits like there is no way to make a mass-produced, commercially popular poetry. Robert Frost. That is, any, but that is any. But here's, but here's what I'm going to say about that. That is anything but like appeals to identity, or you're supposed to like it, or is bland enough for everybody to sing around. You know what? I, I can't defend this point to, as much as I'd like to, so I'm going to just concede defeat. <laughs> I because you know what? You know what? I I remember one time. I think I was on shrooms. I came up with this this idea. And, you know, I still think that I'm right, and I had a really good – I wrote, like, a three-page manifesto on it, and you know what? I just can't access the same information on it as I, as I had. So, you know what? You make two good points. Robert Frost, though, I don't, I don't agree with that because you can just make something that's, like, bland enough. You, you, can't, you can't make art that's, that's good, great, great art is antithetical to a large release, a mass communication of it because it has to be specific and profound to the individual. E. E. Robert Cummings. Frost is good. Mm, no, they're e. both Cummings, a little bit bland. The Even Wee Balloon Man, Far and Wee. Robert Frost, what is the most famous Robert Frost song? Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. Stopping in the Woods on a Snowy Evening and the two roads that are in yellow. Road, yes, right? yes. Both two of those are, in, are blank slates for emotion. Mm. I don't think you could ever have, like, I don't think you could ever have a poem that is so, like, specific and subtle and profound be as successful as those because it has to, because the best art is very, very individual between the viewer and the thing. And that's why I think that the best music is like indie rock, you know, because it's about your personal relationship with this person, with this thing that is uniquely yours in this unique way that you share it with nobody but yourself. Okay, let me... And I guess... I, I I can negate you on this with the popularity thing. Stephen King. Amazing fiction, incredibly popular... Nah, totally still, personal. Nah, it's entertaining, but that's entertaining. Entertaining, but there are so many books, and I he writes literature. He has many short stories that are fucking literature, and he has a whole. I mean, he's written like eighty-eight novels now, and every. I mean, the 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 pantheon of Stephen King is so big, and it's so widely yeah. relatable and accessible, and yeah. entertaining, 
and it's art. It's straight no, up I'm art. Wrong. No, no, I'm totally wrong. I'm totally just disagreeing with myself now because I'm going to bring up a point against myself. Nietzsche. Nietzsche's specific and individual, and yet white men everywhere are like me, Ubermensch, for generations, you know? So I disagree with myself. I have, I have a favorite quote of his. Let me read it for you really quickly. This is, my, this is my favorite Nietzsche quote of late. Uh, it's, my dream, a bold sailor, half ship, half hurricane, silent as a butterfly, impatient as a falcon. How did it have time and patience today for the weighing of worlds? Nietzsche was a poet. He was a fucking poet. hard. <laughs> he was a that poet. That so hard. That's he a fucking a banger. For a 13-year-old me, when I read God is Dead, I was like, Damn. When I read uses, I read a, a uses and abuses of history in fifth grade. I had no idea what I was reading, but like when he was all like, "Cows have no use for history," I was like, "Fuck, bro. <laughs> the masses really do be cows, huh, bro?" The, Not me though. I'm unique. The other Nietzsche concept that I love uh, is his concept of the heaviest burden, and he talks about if. You, if a, if a, an amazing angel slash devil came to you right now and said that you can live your entire life over forever and in infinity, but every single decision and every single choice you've ever made happens in succession over and over for eternity, would you gnash your teeth and weep in horror, or would you say, "Hell yeah, I'm totally down with this," and that's the heaviest burden, is that is. Yeah. Is the life that you're living, is it something that you would, is every choice and every decision and every moment, would you be willing to relive that in perpetuity forever? Or do you have regret? Mm. And that mm. concept of the heaviest burden threw me into, I was like, ah, mm. ah. That's hard. But That's it's, hard. it's optimistic um, uh, nihilism. Like, mm. and, and I guess Nietzsche's an existentialist, existentialist but a nihilistic... <laughs> They, oh, they they converge. They converge. Camus owes a lot to Nietzsche. Yes. I, Camus is my man. From the opening line of The Stranger, which I also read in fifth grade because I had a really big I'm smart phase, that shit hit me so hard because bulls think that it's like nihil, not, it's not nihilistic. It's not about like – nihilism is not sad. Like, Wait. It's not about everything sucks. It's about like nothing has meaning. Make your own meaning. And the fact that people tell me that, like, it's just bad, it just proves that, like, you have no idea. You just, you just lack the ability to create your own meaning in it, you know? Well, and sometimes it, that's, that's the product of indoctrination. That's, that's of optimistic. indoctrination. It's optimistic nihilism versus cosmic nihilism, where you say cosmic nihilism is like all of us are meaningless. It's all too big. N nothing has meaning. Destroy everything as opposed to optimistic nihilism, which is nothing has meaning, create your own meaning. You are your own yeah. measure for what meaning is. So right. have it or don't. I, don't judge other people's meaning because that's personal to them. You can interact with them and see right. maybe they can bring you meaning as well, but you're still the cre – which is why there is no that's God because we're God because we create our own reality. So, And that's an optimistic thing. down – like, I understand tearing out other people's religion when it hurts other people, you know? But, like, it doesn't matter that this person believes this thing that is not true. It doesn't matter because they're going to die, and it, it, nothing's going to change, you know? If they're happy until they die, then who the fuck yeah, cares? Yeah, then what's, what's the problem? Just, yeah. What's the problem? 
Well, that and being it, said, t- this all goes back. This all goes back into the thing of like why we judge each other and care so much about how we smash our genitals together. Who cares? Right. Who? What? Someone's deriving meaning out of whatever. Great. Why do we say your meaning has value? Your meaning doesn't have value. Fuck your meaning. This is wrong. And then. But that someone must be getting something out of that vilification of whatever. Yeah. There must be something, a, a fear or a truth. It's in defense of your society. You don't want your society to, vol- to dissolve. You don't want your way of life to dissolve. But in our society, 